0: Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Great to have you with us on the show today, brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Lincoln Kia Hyundai, best in new inventory. Great. Pre-owned inventory and fabulous service department. Great sales staff. All at Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Key Routes Eleven and Fifteen, Humble's Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. So, have you talked to the uh, suit at all about the Olympics?
1: I actually haven't because he is on vacation this week.
0: Or what's the difference between this week and the other weeks? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe that's why he did that. I don't know. I just thought I'd ask. I just, you know. That is a very valid out. point. Yes.
0: All right. Um, Katie Ledecky did win a gold in the 1500, which really is her specialty. I mean, she is absolutely dominant in that event. The... Um, The Olympic Games, as you know, Simone Biles today did pull out of the uh, all-around. So she will not be participating. She withdrew from that today. It really does bring with it, so everyone understands, the timing means everything. And an Olympic athlete timing is at the forefront you just can't turn it on and turn it off and here we go you have to work your way to some sort of peak to get there and that the peak has to be physically the peak has to be with your ability to do things at the highest level you've ever done it and also you have to be at your peak mentally it's just no getting around it. And that is the way it is. That's why this timing of every four years and this is something, for example, like I'll give you an example, but um, uh, Michael Phelps Michael Phelps, even he will tell you that there were times he struggled. If you're worth anything in life, you don't pay attention to the social media, you don't pay attention to the praise, you don't pay attention to the critics. As a, you know, believe me, praise is poison too. It is your ability, you know. You're going to be coached. You're going to be counseled. You're going to look at video. You're going to talk, you know, how do I get better? All of that. All right. Got that. But if you're worth anything in life, it has to be your own personal drive to do it. And you have to have the ability. To be self motivated, where when others want to get the extra hour of sleep, you're out there at 5 a.m. and you don't want to be out there. You don't want to be out there. There's nobody out there that says, Hey, I want to be out there running at 5 a.m. Nobody wants to do that. Come here, break. But you do it because you know you have to do it, because that's the only way that inside of yourself, I can make myself better. Okay? And this is in any job. I'm talking to any of you out there. You're working over at Weiss. You go in every day. You're self-motivated to figure out a better way to do your job because you're self-motivated. You work at Geisinger. How do I figure out a way to be even better at the job? You work at Sunbury Motors. How do I work be a better at my job brewers outlet Purdy insurance how do i you know that self-motivation where you understand the basic of you either get better or you get worse you never stay the same and sometimes that drive to do that 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 self-pressure you put on yourself is greater than any external pressure because when you're doing something for example as gymnastics What is expected in gymnastics to be as perfect as possible? In baseball, you can make seven outs out of ten, and guess what? You are successful. I can make eight out of ten free throws, miss two of them. I'm successful. In gymnastics, uh, they're going to deduct for that. Uh-oh, they're going to deduct for that. Where perfection is expected all the time. And you've been doing this for years. And in doing this for years, there's at some point where. Your timing and the clock's timing don't match up, and you're, I'm wondering if this has happened with her after all this time. You're like, of all the times for it to happen, but you don't—you can't pick when it happens. Or just suddenly, just that slight loss of—this could be just a, case, a slight loss of confidence in something. Does it to you? And this is a, this can happen at the highest level. Now I'm not talking about false bravado because the suits on vacation. Oh, I'm sorry. S U I T. That spells suit. Da ah! I shouldn't have brought that up.
1: <laughs> well, compared to this, yeah, whatever. <laughs>
0: You ask him, he, he'll tell you he's great. So. That is true. Oh, it's just,
1: it's brutal. All right.
0: <laughs> but you know, you see what I'm saying. It, it, everything's got to match up. Now, for all we know, one year ago, she's out there and she doesn't even think twice about this stuff. But now she's thinking twice about it. That's an issue. And part of me is guessing on that, but that I think that's an issue right there. That suddenly, out of nowhere, you're guessing. Like, I... You're, you're guessing or you're hoping. How about that? Yeah, I hope I'm all right. Uh-oh. And then you're in the air, and you're like, I, uh, okay. And that's... an. I mean, there's such pressure on yourself to be Perfect. And the world expects you to be perfect, but more importantly, you expect you to be perfect. It said, "I mean, I realize, I realize people take the Twitter now because it's part of their brand. I understand, you know, I under, I understand it, and I don't understand it because I don't. <sighs> so, Matt, you're younger than I am. Everybody is. Uh, is." Twitter important to your brand as a young
1: announcer. For me, yes. And I think it would be to anybody now, especially my age working in this business. I think all I think all social media aspects are, but I I've always thought Twitter and Facebook are the top two.
0: Now, of course you notice I'm not um, and that I think that's a tremendous advantage for me is I don't have to be.
1: That is correct, because you're someone who's already well-established in the business. Right. I mean,
0: and that's the key. I mean, I've been able to establish myself in the business, and I don't have to do that. Which is a great relief because I mean that to me that's time-consuming, and you know me, I'm not big about pushing me. As you know, I'm just not big about pushing me. Um, you know, Dave Ritchie and I kind of feel the same way about that, you know, as opposed to other people. <laughs> just kidding. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. I don't have to do that. I'm so – and believe me, you have no idea how fortunate I feel I don't have to do that. At one point – I mean, I've told the story before. When I was doing some BTM basketball with Jim Jackson, who's phenomenal. I mean, Jim is phenomenal to work with. And we'd go to commercial breaks, and Jim would be on his phone. And, you know, I'd be talking to him because I saw our one of our producers – Tony Desanti, I saw last night. His son pitched in the spikes game last night for Trenton. And Tony, Tony's one of the best guys I've ever worked with. But Tony would talk to me during the commercial break, and Jim would be on the phone. Finally, we get to a point. I don't know it's like maybe the under eight break, and I leaned over to Jim. I said, "I said, I said, Jim. I said, what are you doing with the phone?" I said, "I'm just, I'm just curious." He goes, "Ah, Steve, I got to put all this stuff out on Twitter so that we're keeping our social media I'm like, Oh. God, you know i thought i understand the reason for doing it but you have no idea of like for me like learfield for example does have a portion of twitter and at one point they really were trying to push all of us jack and myself included hey can you do something on social media And Jack Ham and I both resisted doing it. And this, by the way, this was not an argument. This was not, it it wasn't anything like that. It was just suggested, and we both said that we really didn't do that, and Learfield told us that's great, no problem. So this was not anything beyond that. We just aren't. We'd rather, for example, I'd rather concentrate on the game. So during the commercial breaks, instead of putting something out on Twitter, about something you already saw or whatever Jack and I are talking about like, What we saw and, what, and what's going on So that when we come out of the break We're already going on to maybe a couple of things We talked about in the break it's a, it's a better broadcast Without the distraction I consider it to be a distraction Of doing that
1: Now that I agree with for me personally I don't do Twitter during when I'm, when I'm broadcasting a game I'll do something pre-game and I'll do something at halftime if I have time. And I'll do something post game if I remember. That's it.
0: Well well I, let me give you this one though. Um, somebody mentioned to me at Learfield about well put it out on Twitter about injuries or warm ups or anything like that. And I said I said, I see what you're saying. I said, but I said we have an hour and a half pregame show. Don't you want us to say it on the pregame show?
1: Well, not only that, too, I feel... Because the pregame show is
0: sold. That's why that my point right. was that you, you sold the pregame show, so isn't that where you want us to put that information on, because you sold that? Totally. And, but, they, and they bought that argument.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and that's exactly right, but also take it from this perspective, Steve, because like, I've covered games in many different ways. I've done it by doing play-by-play, or, or in, in the broadcast setting, or I've done it in print. And the guys that are there for the print side of things, the newspaper guys, the online guys, they're the ones you're competing with. They're always giving these constant updates. That's, that's true. Pre, especially true. pregame with injuries and things like that. Then, of course, there's stuff during the game. But they have time to do that because all because what they have more time to do that, I should say, because they're mm. very busy too because you're writing as you're going along and taking notes and this and that. But you have more time to do social media, especially in between timeouts and things like that, when you're broadcasting a game, you don't because you have other stuff happening.
0: See, and this is what I've told my class. I said I've talked about social media. I said you're going to have to form your brand there and so forth. And I've said to them each time how fortunate I feel. I don't have to do that because that would be a part of the job that would I'd be sitting there going, "Oh, I really don't want to do this." Um, and so I'm. I've been. I've been fortunate that just based on time of career. In life, I don't have to do it. And honestly, it's a relief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a relief.
1: Oh, I totally understand it, because it, it is a little bit of a burden to think, oh, i got to make sure I at least do this and that. And, or if I forget, post, oftentimes I forget to put out, I usually just like to put out the final score and right. something big that happened post game. Oh, and I'll and I'll that, think to myself I yeah. get home, "Oh, darn, I never did that." You know, and I'll be like, "Ah, eh, whatever." <laughs> Afterwards, but but yeah, it, right. it is a little bit of a burden. It's it,
0: it's just another add-on. I mean, I'd rather do the game, do the post game show and then boom, Sunday morning I'm I'm working on the next game instead of working on a Twitter account. I just to me everything is about, you know, what can we do to make the broadcast better and Twitter is not one of them. Um, if somebody else wants to do it, like, you know, that's great. I mean, I don't know what our situation yet is with a sideline reporter. I know we've talked about it. But, I mean, that's a perfect thing for the sideline reporter to be doing. They've got a little more time than we do. But but back to that, in other words, so I'm not on Twitter. I mean, I we all know I have a Twitter account. Every time I'm on a talk show, they they promote the Twitter account. Every time, and we all know, to be honest with you, if people don't realize Matt's the one that does the Twitter
1: account. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, Matt does it. I don't, um, and but I don't go there. And so, I mean, I could be ripped to shreds by somebody on Twitter. I'd never know about it. (laughs) I mean, I could be ripped to shreds by 500 people, and I'd never know about it. You have no idea how relaxing it is to be oblivious.
1: (laughs) I'm the one that takes it for the team. (laughs) There
0: you go. He said 500 people could be ripping my backside on Twitter right now. And I would have no clue. Back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai Best in new inventory I mean, the best Great pre-owned inventory And a service department that backs it all up. Remember, your service department is not just there for major repairs. My goodness, the service department is great for service, routine, routine maintenance so that your vehicle just keeps on going. All right. So all at Sunbury Motors 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Humble's Wharf online at Sunbury Motors. Dot .com Well so we were talking about Twitter in the previous segment um, same for example you know don't pay attention to You know, the critics out there and so forth. And I realize that young people, you know, like look at Olympians like Simone Biles and Katie Ledecky and so forth. I'm going to guess, even though I don't know for sure, that Twitter is a part of their lives. I mean, I
1: would guess. Yeah, it definitely is for both athletes. Yeah.
0: Uh, But, you know, hey. Interesting about most of the the vast majority of Olympians, to be honest with you, are just hard working young people. They're trying to achieve and they're trying to go up against other individuals in the same category they are from other countries. Um, I think what you know, we've talked about Simone Biles, what she's accomplished so far has been incredible, right? This time around, it's been a struggle. And that happens, unfortunately. That's why, and you know, we do have to talk about people um, talk about the the mental side of sports. And again, the you I think one of the biggest issues for young people, um, to me, is. It's the internal pressure you put on yourself. It's the internal pressure. And whenever you hear about, um, let's go back in the day, individuals who have left and people have talked about burnout, okay? Well, where does burnout come from? Does the burnout come from critics? Or does the burnout come from within? And, Matt, I'm going to guess that 9 to 9.5 times out of 10, the burnout comes from within.
1: Oh, totally. And I can attest to that somewhat just for what I do daily here and with my games and everything else. I expect a lot out of myself, and sometimes I just wear myself out sometimes. It happens.
0: It is... um, uh... Yeah, I know people will say to me, "Oh, how much I prepare and so forth." And, yeah, I, I don't really know if you've really seen all the stuff I put together, whatever. Um, but because I don't want to miss anything. Well, that's. Uh, I'm not comparing myself to anybody. I'm comparing. I'm comparing me to me. I mean, my goal is to go out every game I do to be better. Now, do I accomplish that goal? I feel like most of the time I do. And there's some days you walk out and go, okay, it wasn't exactly the smoothest trip. <laughs> but, uh, but I think for athletes, that, that's a big part of this. big part of this is the internal pressure they put on themselves. And that's the part that gets to them. I mean, imagine waking up every day and you are expected to be perfect. Now, there's only one person we know that has accomplished that goal because he's told us repeatedly, but he's on vacation this week. S U I T, that spells suit. I just haven't had the heart to tell him it's not working out the way he thought it was. <laughs> so, it is, I mean, that's that's the issue, is that how, how much internally you put on you, even if you're not paying attention to the rest of the world. You go out there with expectations. Well, part of that and part of that is unfortunately, unfortunately, you created it. <laughs> okay, you created the expectations. But then the pressure's on you to like oh I get it. and I can see I can see where she's coming from with this. All right. It's actually been all quiet on the expansion front today shocking uh, we are I think isn't it tomorrow the SEC presidents and chancellors are supposed to talk I think it's tomorrow right?
1: it is tomorrow but I still haven't seen what time they meet
0: well they didn't tell Texas A&M either no, I'm, sorry, I'm just kidding <laughs> uh, <laughs> this will be the surprise that if they do vote if they do vote let me give you a surprise it's going to be 14 nothing.
1: Oh, I think so, too.
0: The Texas A&M will vote yes. I think after the initial shock, the initial what the heck's going on here, what's going on, have you noticed they've kind of changed their tone a little bit? And, you know, they're still not thrilled about it. (laughs) They're still not thrilled. But mm, there's a little more we're not afraid of them mentality, and I think that they're going to eventually vote yes. Now, I don't know if they're voting on this or not. I have no idea. All I know is they're supposed to meet tomorrow, and we already know Texas and Oklahoma applied. Something tells me those applications were more than just a note... (laughs) That they had them well prepared far far in advance as i mentioned the big 12 got a real indicator about 4 months ago they talked they called they called or got a hold of espn in one form or another about a about starting up the renewal process for their tv contract and espn told them no that's the point where people athletic directors in the Big 12 looked around and said, "Uh, we have a problem here. That's not the answer we expected. So now you have a situation where if you are a Big 12 athletic director and you're seeing how this plays out, this can't be the all-for-one, one-for-all mentality. Now you know how much loyalty means to me. You, you, I, I know. I, I've talked about it many times. Uh, I know when you hear my comments about the suit, you question whether I have loyalty or not. But that's that's okay. Uh, on on that one, I'm just joining the pack. What? And but this isn't one of those times. So if I am the athletic director at Kansas. I am sitting there, and my loyalty is to my staff, to my coaches, and most especially to my student athletes. That's where my loyalty lies. So if I'm sitting as the, you know, in Lawrence. I've got a great basketball program albeit under some scrutiny okay but still they are my quote you know what's interesting now this is the power of football Matt as great as Kansas basketball is Kansas football makes more money
1: Oh, it's not surprising. Right. That's really the go for any Division One sport, no matter what level or what conference they're in.
0: Hey, Gene Taylor is the athletic director at Kansas State. He's got a problem right now. Because they aren't on the wanted list. Now, if you're Travis Goff at Kansas, new athletic director, number one, you're not deeply loyal to what's going on in the conference anyway from a personal point of view because you haven't been there that long. And I mean, Goff was at Northwestern. How about that? Okay. But what's his job right now? This is what you are faced with as an example if you're the athletic director of Kansas. And I could pick out Baylor, TCU, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, Kansas State, West Virginia, or Kansas. But I'm going to use Kansas for the time being, okay? This is what you're faced with. I have now just lost my two bell cows financially that say they're leaving for the SEC the SEC has to approve it they're in process of doing it we all know it's going to happen right my loyalty can't be to the remaining the other seven members that are still remaining with me because if I stick with them here are my outcomes I stick with them and we add in four Memphis, Cincinnati, Houston, Central Florida. Now we're at 12. And we've added in the Cincinnati market, the Houston market, the Memphis market, and the Orlando market. Guess what you have. Instead of getting $40 million, which is about what they're going to get at the latter stages of this contract, instead of getting $40 million, you're probably looking at the nine to 12 million dollar range. I've now lost 28 to 31 million dollars per year Just on value from my media market because that's what I have left. Yikes. Okay, I can actively look to joining the American Conference. I would increase the value of the American conference, but currently the American conference members get 5 million a year from their media deals and bowl deals, 5 million a year each. So I enhance their value and by bringing my program in and we're going to get nine to 12 million. I'm going to lose between 28 and $31 million. How many sports do I have to cut to do that? I've got problems. Or you go with option three. I start burning the phones to find out what my options are. Because my loyalty is not to Oklahoma State. It is not to Baylor. It's not to West Virginia. My job and my paycheck say Kansas on them. And so I need to protect my coaches. I need to protect my student athletes. And I need to protect my sports and my staff. That's why it's going to turn into every man for himself. I mean, those are your options. I think for now you can talk about all the loyalty that everybody's going to have in your conference. But there's an economic reality to this. And I think that that is going to be that's going to be a big problem. I think that's going to be the attitude everybody needs to take and I think that's the attitude you will see now the question would be the question would be what's the interest out there in you Kirk Bowles of the Austin American Statesman reported yesterday that Big Ten is uh, much more interested in AAU schools than the Pac-12 is. Now remember that there's a chunk of the Pac-12 that is not AAU-affiliated. Washington State, Oregon State, Arizona State are all not AAU-affiliated. Okay. So they're so they're not as and you know that doesn't matter to them. Kansas is an AAU school as is Colorado by the way but as you know I've said the bottom line is, Start out with this premise. Number one, don't panic. Your worst decisions are made when you panic. Number two, examine the landscape and realize that you, as the Big Ten, have a ton to offer. Three, carefully stake out your position and the process you want to go through, if any. Put together contingencies as to who you think the order of school you want to invite We want to go this option first, this option second, this option third, this option fourth. And then make a decision as to whether it's in your best interest to expand or not. Do not panic, do not rush, do not overreact. But be but also be diligent in your process that you have all the T's crossed, the I's dotted. So if a decision is made, you know what? I think we need to add a couple schools. Well, you know what? We've been working on this. Here's our research. We're we're ready to go with our thoughts. That's what you need to do right now. Now, I would have hung up on me too. Back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay. Very uncharacteristic vault for Simone, but it looked like she got almost lost in the air. I'm sorry. I love you guys, but you're
1: gonna be just fine. I love like you. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have to trained to your whole entire life, but it's fine. I've been to a I'll be fine. This
0: is your first. You go out there kick ass, okay? That was uh, Simone Biles and her exits um, the other night. Uh, she will not compete in the all-around. She made that announcement today. Have you enjoyed the Olympics so far?
1: I have, but at the same time, I think it's been a very bizarre start for the U.S. Like, we're up in the medal count, but there's been a lot of disappointment so far. And obviously, with the bio situation going on here, it's a little bit unprecedented.
0: Yeah, the U.S. has 31 medals. They actually are number one in medals. They're number three in gold medals. Actually, you know who's the most gold medals? Japan the host country.